Hello, my name is Ryan Jump from Jump On Movies. I'm a former math and science teacher here to talk about lessons we can learn from movies. But most of the time, I just am talking about, I'm just doing solo shows. But today I have a special guest. Uh, his name is Mike Selman. Mike, uh, tell a little something about yourself. Hey, Brian. Uh, hey, Mike. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me on your podcast. So, I um, I have uh, a blog, a movie blog called The Thousand Days Before, where I review, where I write about uh, horror movies, um, obscure horror movies, um, and then I also have a podcast which is attached to that. Um, a Thousand Days of Horror, which is on Anchor FM. That's where I talk about uh, horror movies that aren't so obscure. Horror movies that you probably uh, are more familiar with. So, so there you go. I'm, I'm Obviously, I, I like horror movies, and uh, that's why I'm here right now. Yeah, and um, just a little intro. Uh, I remember when yeah. this movie came out, um, both Mike and I were happened to be uh, we were both living in Kansas at the time, and we both were able to go see it together. And just uh, Mike had already seen it once before, at least once before he had seen it with yeah. me. So um, this is really special. Well, so what's, what's the definitive movie? Uh, what's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was asking you what's the name of the movie. Oh, sorry. It is a it chapter one. Uh, the first it it well it movie. So basically, yeah, okay. there was a um, there was a mini series of it. Uh, I think done in the nineties, um, but this was the first full fledged movie. Yeah. Um, so I um, right yeah. Uh, let let's just let's just delve into it. Um, I guess the big thing about yeah. this movie is that. Um, uh, it likes to talk about how things float. So, and we're not talking about the happy, yeah, happy things like root beer floats. Uh, we're talking yeah. about bodies floating or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's one thing that distinguishes it from the miniseries that you, you mentioned. The miniseries came out in 1990. had uh, Tim Curry, mm -hmm. the British actor. Yeah. played Pennywise, as, as you know. He was also and, and in the miniseries. Uh, Home Alone 2. Anyways, Tim Curry. And sorry. He was in Home Alone 2, and he was in... Um, Clue. The movie um, Clue, yeah. and Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I'm sure... Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but... <laughs> yeah. I've heard um, of it. He, um, but in the miniseries, which was in two parts, uh, it was made for TV, he, he mentioned floating a lot, but he never actually saw anybody or anything float. I think for some balloons. Yeah. But he always talked about it. But in this one, and, uh, well, uh, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it and wanted to see it, you do see um, his, his, the, or his victims actually floating. There's actually people right. floating. So Right. So uh, especially see it at the end. Right. Yeah. Uh, so but you mentioned like he how many like how many times he, he he pennywise the clown talks about talks about flirting yeah um i mean i mean i guess when first uh georgie uh the character he's the younger uh brother of one of the main characters bill um uh, and uh, Georgie uh, loses his basically loses his uh, toy boat made out of paper um, to the sewer, and here comes it, and it asks Georgie if um, basically if he wants a balloon from him, and Georgie says, "No, I'm not supposed to take things from strangers." And then it Pennywise, a clown, you know, says, "Oh, I'm Pennywise. You know, your name Georgie. We're not strangers anymore." And and don't you want a balloon? You know they float, and don't you like yeah. things that float? And and then you know eventually bites off Georgie's arm, and you know, and and I guess yeah. you know, and, and Georgie is screaming. And what's interesting about this town, which um, 
I also was touching parts in, in the miniseries is that the people of the town, they don't seem like they really, they don't give a darn really about the evil things that are happening. Yeah. They just like look the other way or like say, oh, well, you know. And so there was a woman. Kind of, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, they're kind of like in a lethargic state. And, and I've, I've only, well, it's based, I, I should mention that it is based on a, on a very thick book by Stephen King. Right, you should, and yeah. Very, very thick books and yeah. very wordy. But um, it's based on a novel. But in, in, in the movie, yeah, they're, they're kind of, all the adults are sort of in the, like, lethargic state that's supposed to, supposedly induced by Pennywise. Mm. So they don't really pursue or much of an effort yeah. to, to and, um, put an end to because because all the kids are disappearing. So in the movie, you know, in the first half of the movie, you have all these missing children posters that are all over. Right. But nobody really seems to be, they put up the posters, but nobody really seems to. Like the cops aren't shown, yeah. like yeah. trying to find them, you know, or like nobody's going yeah. door to door. Yeah, that's what's going on. Right? Um, the kids are disappearing. And, I, I should though backtrack a little bit and kind of talk sure. about what Pennywise is. Yes, you should. Yeah. That'd be good. Good intro I, for this. Yeah, because the there are people who are who've seen the movie advertised. You know, they think, okay, he's this, you know, child eating clown. But in the, yeah, it sounds kind of ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> it's not so ridiculous. In the, and, and you can, and since you read the book, I've only read half of it. Um, yeah. You can probably kind of fill in the holes, but he's basically the cosmic being. Who crashed? Right. Who lived in? I guess was like a realm or something for, in, a, in another in another part of space. Yeah, and like he that. ends up crash landing on Earth like millions of years ago. Right. In the location would eventually come Derry, Maine, which is where the movie takes place. Which is right. like a lot. Well, a lot of thinking stories take place in Derry, Maine. Right. And um, did he, uh, did Stephen King grow up in Maine? Is that why? I don't think he's from Maine. He lives in Maine right now. Okay. Uh, I, I think he used to live in Colorado for like a long time. Okay. Um, I think he was. He wasn't. I think he was born in. Um, I guess. He, oh yeah, he was born in, in Portland, Maine. Okay. But he lived in Colorado for a bit. Okay. Um, he lives in Maine right now. You can actually go and visit his. Well, you can't visit his house, but you can. Go past his house. Knock on his door. Door. Said, "Hey, do you float in there?" Knock on his door. Just joking. Yeah, I'm sure he calls the cops on you. Okay. <laughs> he shoot you. Yeah, um, um, so, so it is like this kind of thing who crash landed, and he like feeds. He doesn't necessarily just feed on children. Right. He feeds on the fear. Uh, chapter two. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going ahead. Know. Sorry. You'll see some of that when you when you watch chapter in chapter two. Right. You know, but um, he tends to um, uh, be, he, he's very um, what's the word like enticed by fear, like fear makes yeah. like people taste better, and I think right. it's easy to scare children. Mm. So so that's why he goes after children, Seems like the more he frequent victim. But um. Yeah. I, I was listening to an interview, or, or not an interview, but a uh, like a talk by Stephen King, and somebody asked him where he got the idea from, hmm. and he wanted to write a novel that was like an all, where he would have a monster that's like an all-encompassing monster of all the of all the monsters, you know, hmm. and and um, so like since he grew up in the fifties, you know, he mm -hmm. he had all the fifties you know, monsters in mind, like all the universal monsters like Frankenstein and the Wolfman and right. the Black Lagoon. You know? Right. And um, he had all those in mind. So he wanted to have like a monster that was like the embodiment of all monsters. And then he thought like, what are children most afraid of? And that's where he came up with the idea of a clown. Right. But the movie takes place in the 80s instead of the 50s. The miniseries takes place in the 50s and then uh -huh. it cuts back to the adult the, uh, the kids, the losers club. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but and it kind of, it kind of goes back and forth, especially in the second half, but. Right. Which I haven't seen uh, the second half yet, but, um, I, uh, I, I will pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah. So we can do this again. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and interesting about like, also about, uh, 
just go back on the the parents on the on the adults uh not not caring about the kids they're also something interesting um there there's a there's a scene in the movie spoiler alert but where um there's like uh one one of the members of the loser club um beverly um there's a bunch of like blood that kind of blows up out of the sink um in her bathroom uh-huh. and her father doesn't see the blood at all and thinks she's gone crazy when she sees all this blood but the other other kids a part of the losers club you know the main heroes they see it but not the adults so why do you think why do you think that 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 happened why don't you think the adults could have seen that you know or do you think that's the lethargy that left you know that um you know it it put them through it had a spell on them or something i, I think I think it's probably to induce fear into them and sort of kind of drive them crazy. Okay. Which, you know, I think it all boils down to fear. Okay. She can't understand why her father cancels his blood. It's a pretty pretty nasty scene when she hears all these voices coming out of her bathroom sink. Right, yeah. All this blood starts, like, coming out and forth, and it it gets, like, all over the back walls and everything. Yeah. But but yeah, her dad her dad can't 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 see it. So I think I think it's just to induce in, you know more fear and intimidation. Mm-hmm. Kind of like show off like what he for Pennywise, show off what he can do and yeah, you know, some of the power that he has. Yeah, I think that's why things like that. Okay. Uh, I, 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 oh, I think, isn't there like more of that in the book? There's, there's more instances where like. Um, the parents don't see or, certain things. Yeah, I, I bet there's more instances than that. There's another scene in the movie where where um, Ben Hanscom, he's he's this fat kid, mm-hmm. and Henry Bowers and his gang more like the bullies of, of you know the school. They right. basically um, they drag him to like a, a, a to a bridge, and they're gonna they're gonna like Got cut him. him with a knife and stuff, and excuse me, and um, and this car drives by with these adults. Right. And and Ben looks at, you know, they all look at the car. But the car just keeps on driving. Yeah. Doesn't bother to stop and help him. Yeah. Right. And what's funny is that in that car, there was a red balloon. Um, yeah, there's a red balloon. Yeah. <laughs> which is sort of like the symbol of Pennywise, that he's around, you know, that he's there. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, uh, and a little side note, Richie, I mean, I know he's he's kind of a has a filthy mouth on him, but I love it that he loves Street Fighter. So from one Street Fighter yeah. fan to another, I mean, he's talking about playing Street Fighter over the summer and stuff like that. And there's a scene in the movie where he's actually playing Street Fighter, the original Street Fighter one game. I was like, oh man, I love this movie. I love this kid. <laughs> but, oh yeah, well, you know, definitely like part two because there's. I, mean, I don't want to jump jump ahead too far, but yeah, there, there's a whole a whole reference to Street Fighter in the second one. Oh, really? Oh, awesome! Well, don't don't yeah. ruin it for me, but I'll, I'm sure yeah, we'll mention yeah. it on the I second have, one. I for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, no, I won't. I won't spare it for you. I'll let you. Okay, sweet. I'll let you. I'll let you watch it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something I wanted to ask you about, Mike, was that one thing that Bill yeah. starts saying. Um, starting, he says it in the beginning, and then I notice at the end of this movie. Uh, it even says it is that this little saying uh, he thrusts his fists against the post that that's part of it and still insists he sees the ghosts or something like that. Do you remember why yeah. Bill says that? Do you remember why he says that? Remember what? Do you remember why Bill says that? That was well because Bill Bill Denver, who's who's um, the brother of Georgie, mm-hmm. the, the kid that gets eaten in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Or gets pulled into the sewer, the kid with the yellow raincoat. Yeah. Um, Bill, like, has a bad stutter. Okay. Like, he says that line to, like, try to overcome his stutter. Okay. Because it has a lot of ST. Yeah. has a lot of STS words or. Uh, like, I, mean, I, don't under, I don't know the whole, like, reasoning behind it. I okay. Look it up, but I know that. Um, that that's why that he does line, it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think. Um, Pennywise uses it because he can sort of read your. I don't know if he can. He can sense what you're thinking or sense okay. what the kids are thinking, what they're afraid of. Okay. And um, that's maybe why yeah. he says it. 
near the end. I, I know that's big time spoilers. I'm, I know we're kind of, I'm all, I'm all over the place a little bit in this one, but I'm just uh, yeah, excited. Yeah. Anyway, he says that line, but when he says it, he says it with a stutter. I think it's, uh, it's sort of, he's sort of mocking uh, Bill. That's, that's right. Bill has uh, this really bad stutter. Yeah. That's right. But, um, so. but yeah, when this, oh. when this movie came out, it was actually, I was, I was, I saw it, um, opening night. So I was working, I was writing for a newspaper. Yeah. And so they, we were, we were going to start doing movie reviews for the paper. And we couldn't, um, I couldn't see it beforehand because for newspapers, if, if a newspaper wants to review a movie or critique a movie, they have to get permission to watch it early from the movie studio, from the producers. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's really hard because they have to send you a copy, um, and you know, movie companies are very particular. You know, they they're really cautious about letting the con, especially if it's a if it's a highly anticipated movie that they think is going to make you know is going to make a lot of money. They they don't want it. You know, they, they're very protective about who, who can see it. You know, before its initial release. Mm. So what they'll do is they'll for newspapers or for magazines or they'll send somebody uh, a DVD copy. And um, it, those copies actually expire, so you can't download it onto the internet or anything like that. You can't you can't okay. take it and download it to YouTube. You know, they're not designed for that. And then they'll they'll stop playing after a certain day. So you have to watch that movie, you know, yeah. by a certain day. And then the DVD expires. Yeah. So so um so we just went like the very first night it opened. Okay. Locally, and uh, and that was the only that was the only review I ever had published in the paper. Wow! But I was I was really impressed. So one thing about like this about it is that a lot of when you watch like horror movies, especially when they take place, um, well, I guess any horror movie really it doesn't matter what it's placing. Like, all the scary stuff, like all the ghosts and everything, they come out at night. Mm-hmm. You know. True. But with it, like a lot of the a lot of the scary things, even in part two. All the scary stuff, you know, the monster comes out during the day. Yeah, yeah, that's you a good know, point. Not by, yeah. Um, like, uh, and that's yeah. a very unique thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I never, never thought about that before, but that's a that's a good difference for most uh, scary movies. I mean, um, like the scene when they're in their that garage. I mean, it's daytime outside. But where there's that, uh, yeah. there's that um, slide projector uh, acting all crazy and stuff, and it comes out, and um, you know it's out yeah. and outside. It's daylight, and as soon as they, I mean, you know, it's it's daytime. You know, I mean, that's just one of the out. You know, yeah. uh, when Patrick gets killed, you know, one of the one of Bowers' gang, you know, goons or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, it's still he's in the sewer, yeah, but it's daylight outside so many times yeah. so it's so kind of like, like when georgie in the beginning of the movie i mean it's raining out so it's overcast but yeah when when he, when he encounters pennywise in the sewer yeah it's it's daylight and uh yeah um, um and and that's it, it's even noticeable like in part two where there's you know he, he doesn't just pennywise doesn't just um try to you know come out and try to frighten you during during the night she comes out you know right like right in the middle of the day yeah um no matter who's around it doesn't matter if anybody else is around you know or, or if you're by yourself but yeah but um the movie yeah the movie was definitely impressive i thought bill skarsgård who played pennywise and he was just like he like was just really intimidating i mean he so, you know, when they first showed like what he was going to look like, you know, people were like, "Oh, that's it," you know, like, yeah, it looks kind of weird. It definitely, it definitely worked, you know, his appearance and everything. And yet, he, he looked like a clown from, like, maybe Renaissance era or the eighteen hundreds or early eighteen hundreds, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And I and I know in the book he can otherwise doesn't it's not really like he's not necessarily a clown and he can take any form um you know based on what you're afraid of but for some reason a clown is like his favorite thing to 
to impersonate or to be, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But he, in the wow. book, he takes on a lot of different forms. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when you were saying earlier about like the clown being this, uh, uh, like another being from like another another world or realm or whatever force um then also i think i remember hearing that there's also this 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 contrary force that's supposed to fight the the it and it it was like some kind of like turtle or something and yeah wasn't there like um like <laughs> i mean it sounds weird but you know, I mean, what do you think it's David King? Are we too many shot glasses or what? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, think, I think I think Stephen King had uh, crack or cocaine. But in this movie, there are a couple small little, you know, if you want to call it Easter eggs of... Uh, of, of like mentions of a turtle, like when there's a scene when they're all swimming, you know, by, by the quarry cliff, and it's like uh, one of them feels like a turtle that's by their foot. It's like, oh, what's it? What is this? Oh, it's a turtle. And I think there was yeah, like a, yeah. I think there was like a turtle stuffed animal that was in Georgie's room, and that Bill grabbed. Yeah, there, was a, there was a toy turtle. Was, I think it was yeah. Legos. Okay, maybe that's what but it was. In, yeah. In the book, like there's this cosmic being who's like a giant turtle and like our world like floats on his back and we were created by I can't remember like, <laughs> it's, like, it's so convoluted our realm was created and yeah. um we're gonna and have like to... he, in the story he, he shows he shows Bill how to defeat Pennywise in this thing called the ritual of Chud yeah and, right and um like and that in was, chapter two, they kind of go into the ritual of Chud. They don't talk about it in miniseries. It's not even mentioned right. at all. Yeah. But it's it's really crazy. Like okay. In the book, like the, they have to like. Man, I, I'm I'm going kind of like by what I've been told, but I think we have to um, like Bill and Pennywise have to like bite down on each other's tongue, and then they have to like try. I can't. They have to do something. Remember what it is. Yeah, we can look it up on YouTube later. But we can look it up on YouTube later. I'm sure it's you know mentioned, but yeah, uh, or Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm sure that I mean it's some kind of strange ritual, and that's supposed to like defeat it or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but Pennywise in this movie. In, in the 2017 movie, even more than the miniseries, but when I was watching it, he reminded me a lot of, of Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. Because, like, unlike other monsters like Michael Myers or Jason or, you know, who don't really say anything and they just kill mindlessly, but, like, with Freddy Krueger, he, like, talks and, like, uh, plays funny. With, in a very sadistic way, he like yeah. messes with you know the teenagers that he's going to eventually kill, and he like takes his pleasure in it, you right? Know? Right. And like, and and he he's you know as, as the nightmare movies go, you know, go on sequel to sequel, it gets campier and campier, mm-hmm. but with like the first one and the and the third one, like. His, his whole demeanor and like how he talks to his victims, it's like sort of like how Pennywise is. Pennywise, like, you know, he's very vocal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, and so he kind of reminded me of that. Usually with movie monsters, you don't really, that are, you know, otherworldly, they don't, you know, they're always like very intimidating, but they don't say anything, you know, they're just quiet. Right. Yeah, they're just like silently killing, you know. Yeah, but um, with Pennywise and Freddy Krueger, they, they talk interact, about you know, yeah. sadistically, but they interact with, with, you know, their enemies, but, um, or their, their victims. So, so yeah, it reminded me a lot of, of with Freddy Krueger, like, he, he comes in your dreams, and okay, and he's very so he's dark. kind of yeah. like the anti-Sandman, or? 
I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the uh, I don't know, it it themed like the the hostage, um, okay. The television show that all the parents seem to be listened to whenever any of the kids walk in about the woman saying, oh, you know, bubbles float. We all float. That's right. And you will too, Henry. Make it a wonderful day. Kill him. You know, when Henry walks in and trying to tell him to kill his father and well done, Henry, and then kill them all. And then you see it, you know, and trying to convince Henry that, you know, basically it's possessing him, I guess, you know, to kill all the kids. And there's like another scene when like, I don't know, all the kids are talking about how much fun it is to play in the sewers and find things that float. And I'm just like, what are these yeah. parents watching? Why? Yeah. Like, um, it's, it's sort of in the background. You know, yeah. It's like this kid show. The parents, like when, like when Beverly goes, like tries to sneak past her dad, Yeah. he's watching, like, watching this kid show. It's like yeah. Robert yeah. And then I think when, when Eddie, uh, when Eddie Casper, you know, he's the yeah. kid who's like very, about germs and things like that. Yeah. Medication. And like he, when he, he goes to his mom and she's watching the same show. Yeah. He's watching this kid's show. Yeah. I think that's uh, a sort of a way to, well, I think it's a running joke throughout the movie. You okay. know? Yeah. But I think it, it's meant to to show that Pennywise is, is how he's present. He's always present, and, and how he has this influence over the adults. Yeah, he's like controlling them. Maybe stop them or protect their children. Yeah. To where they're sort of yeah entranced and, and yeah, and their minds are kind of foggy, you know. And yeah. They don't. Uh, yeah. I think I think it it, it, it serves those two purposes. Be, to be a funny joke. You're like, yeah. what are they watching? Right. Don't and, they realize? Yeah. And then, <laughs> Don't they realize how stupid and ridiculous this is? I mean... And and they realize, like, they're saying, like, oh, go play in the sewer. You know, the sewer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, I love this aspect of this movie. You know, it wasn't in... I don't remember it being in the in the miniseries, but, I mean, I, I loved no, how they did it with it, you know, with the movie. Um yeah, I think you know. it's, a, it's a small way because I, I, I wouldn't know how you could portray. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just a way to show that that they have that Pennywise has this mental hold on all the adults. So yeah, they he basically can he, he basically can do what he wants, you know. No, um, and nobody's going to try to interfere, you know. You know. I mean, right. Right. Yeah, and um, I I want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want I want to mention one one funny line. Do you remember that time when uh, um, Eddie he's he's uh, he already broke his arm, um, but he has that uh, cast that says uh, what well, says loser uh, loser on it, but it, he crossed out the S to make make the S into a V. But um, he's trying to escape from his mom's because he needs to help his kids. But he's like he basically stands stands up to his mom and says he's not going to take all these stupid medications that aren't really helping him or just whatever. And he says, you know what these are? They're gazebos. You know, instead of placebos, yeah. he calls them gazebos. Right. I just, I just burst out yeah. laughing. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. He basically says, you know, they're, they're poppycock, you know, he says something else, but you know, yeah. um, it's just, I, I mean, you know, I just like it that he stands up. I mean, I mean, we didn't really see that. I mean, that type of Eddie in the miniseries. I mean, I think we remember in the miniseries when Eddie was an adult, I remember seeing him stand up to his mom when he was an adult trying to say, Mom, I got to help my friends, you know, because I think he was still living with – I don't know if he was living with his mom still or if he was had a girlfriend at the time, but that was like yeah, his mom. In the miniseries, but, he's still single. And, and yeah. He, he still is an overprotective mom who – Yeah. Even as a kid, there's there's a scene where where all the all, all his friends in the losers club, you know, go to his house and his mom comes out and she's like, Eddie can't play with you, you know, he's yeah. sick and and then Eddie says like, come on, like can I, you know, they're my friends and she and, she, and as she's walking back to the house, she's like, you don't need any friends except your own mom, you know, oh, okay. and 
So she, yeah. So I think that was in in, in the. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks us. Thanks for joining us again. This is Ryan Jump from Jump On Movies, and we have Mike Selman from um, A Thousand Days of Horror. And we want to just say that right. yep. last week our uh, podcast got a little cut off. Uh, we didn't know it was going to cut off at the 30-minute mark. So we ended up talking uh, for at least another 30 minutes before we realized uh, that um, our conversation wasn't being recorded. So we're going to try to uh, finish that uh, conversation talking about our thoughts on IT Chapter 1. So... Uh, yeah. Mike, thanks very much for joining us again. Um, there should be no, there should be no bugs. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, there should be no bugs this time. I'm looking at how much recording time we have. So, uh, once it hits the 28 minute mark, we'll try to say our goodbyes and last words and, you know, stuff where, so, um, so yeah. So I think the last, what, what was that, Mike? Sorry. I said, I don't know why yours cuts out at 30 minutes. That's yeah, that's that's news to me. I mean, I don't know if it's something with the um, the online capability of the Anchor app. I don't think, I mean, I've seen podcasts go longer for that using the Anchor app on your phone. So I don't really right. know. Uh, but uh, we'll know for next time. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyways, we were talking yeah, about yeah, um, Eddie um, and how he was different from the Eddie, movie. Eddie Spaghetti. Eddie Spaghetti, you know, Ed's in, inhaler Eddie, uh, hypochondriac Eddie, um, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I like the, I, I don't, I don't know the kid's name from the, well, actually, I don't know either of the actors' real names, but I mean, I think they played the—they definitely played it differently. Uh, I mean, they were both hypochondriacs, but the Eddie and in Chapter One, the the recent one, he was a lot more spastic and kind of had a, sort of a paranoid, you know, tweak to him. Yeah. Where, where the other one was just carried around his inhaler, and he had a very overprotective mom. <laughs> right. I think this one, this version of Eddie has more of a personality. Like he is, he is more concerned about health. Like um, there's a scene where, um, where I think Ben is after he gets kind of rescued by the losers club and um, Eddie is worried about, you know, how to cure, you know, uh, do first aid on Ben. He's he's worried about it because I guess the AIDS epidemic is going on. I guess it was the 80s. And so he make, makes a comment about that, you know, and he doesn't really want to suck the, you know, the blood out of him. You know, I mean, just like, but he, he takes upon himself that he's going to try to do what he can to help save, you know, make sure Ben doesn't have to go to a hospital. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that, there's that humorous scene where they're all, they said, well, I, you know, they're at the, drugstore or whatever and they don't have money to buy all this stuff and um beverly kind of helps them out distracting the pharmacist um but yeah, anyways yeah. uh so many good scenes yeah, in this right. movie go ahead mike uh no there, there was when, when they're in the sewer when they're um bill takes them around into the sewer into the big opening the drain that goes into the river, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and Eddie's kind of freaking out because, you know, it's, it's, it's all the, you know, all the, the gray water or dairy to put it kindly. Yeah. Right. He doesn't call it that. Yeah. He calls it, yeah. All the, this and that of dairy, you know? Yeah. But, um, dairy, dairy being the town that, that the story takes place in. But, um, but, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Riddy, you know, just kind of Richie giving him a hard time about it, and yeah, yeah, and then you know, Richie like throws a shoe he, at him or uh, something. You know, yeah, I can tell there's there's definitely sort of a 
kind of an irritation like between the two, you know, it's, it's yeah. kind of, um, there's kind of like this little bit of friction, which, which we can talk about a lot more when we talk about chapter two, because it kind of turns around in a way, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about chapter two. Right. And then like, and like his frustration, Eddie's just like, well, you know, haven't you ever heard of a staph infection? You know? Right. Right. <laughs> but, oh. but that's why I think Pennywise, I think you see it more in chapter two because Pennywise takes on that, his fear of germs when he, he take, when Pennywise takes the form of this sort of upper who's like covered in, in infections, yeah. you know? Right. And I thought actually that, that scene was pretty, I saw that in the theater, I thought it was pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. I would be very scary yeah. for a kid and, you know, um, yeah, definitely. Um, but that scene at the house on Meeple street, the, the creepy house mm -hmm. where Pennywise, it's sort of like Pennywise's main entrance into the sewer mm -hmm. and in the book, uh, the, the, the it's, it's, different in the book where Eddie sees this homeless person underneath the porch and it's Pennywise. Hmm. And they kind of clean, cleaned up that scene a bit in the movie. Okay. Um, because in the book, Pennywise says like he he, he, he says all these kind of lewd things to, to Eddie, you know, as when he appears as a homeless person. Yeah. And um, But Eddie does go into the house. Yeah. Hmm goes into the house but um in the book but yeah it, it, it's definitely more played up you know and his his fear of, of germs you know his being um what do you call it someone who's afraid of germs yeah yeah germophobic or, or hypochondriac like, or, or, or yeah, yeah 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 um yeah. so but um I don't know. But I guess. In the, in oh, the, go ahead. In, I was gonna say in the in the in the original one on TV, they don't really go into it. I mean, he has an inhaler. I don't remember yeah. them really getting into it in the his fear of germs. They kind of touch upon it, and there's a scene where like he doesn't want to take a shower in gym class, and it kind of plays off of that whole. Oh. Uh. But it, it's it's like it's more his mom. Like his mom is more overly protective. Mm. You know. I think the they, they have more emphasis on how protective his mom is in the 1990 miniseries version. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 So anyway, <laughs> so that's Eddie. That's Eddie. That's Eddie for you. Um, yeah. So I think we were just kind of reviewing a little bit of the plot. Um, pretty much after Eddie realized, you know, Eddie is pretty much the last person shown in the movie as the last one to like, you know, say, I'm going to come and help you help my friends out and stuff like that. And all the boys are gathered. Mm -hmm. um, and then Bill realize, tells everyone that they have to go as a team because, you know, if we split up like last time, the clown is going to kill us one by one. But if we stick together, all of us yeah. will win. I promise. Because Stan doesn't want to go right. in. Stan is like, I, I mean, he's like probably more afraid of it than maybe Eddie is, you know, or Richie, mm -hmm. even though Richie, you know, said earlier that, that clowns are the things that scare him the most, but it just seems Stan is, it's kind of almost like foreshadowing that, you know, okay, what's going to happen with Stan, um, this movie or the next, you know, mm -hmm. um, Stan does come in, but you know, there is a, uh, but I think the thing about the, the teamwork, you know, uh, I guess, I don't know. Um, we can't, we can't make it in this world alone. You know, we need friends. We need, you know, companions. We need, we need, we need buddies, you know, I mean, especially, I mean, maybe that's just looking at it very, I don't know, like, well, obviously, but I think the friendship of these kids really, you know, was their greatest strength. So. It, um, yeah, it definitely was. It was their strengths together, and then uh, that's why he tried to break them up. You know, he tried yeah. Pennywise tried to uh, divide them, which starts to happen. You know, in mm -hmm. the last act of the movie where they start fighting. 
Yeah. But um, um, but that's I don't know. Last time I, we we talked, I don't know if, if we got cut off or not. But I talked about the rock scene where they start throwing rocks at at um, right Bowers, the bully, and his his gang of ruffians. Right. That, I don't know if that part back in the last. Oh, I'm not sure. I did that part get cut off? Did, um, I, I think we did mention that. I, well, we can mention that briefly again. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if it got. I didn't know if it got cut off or not. If that was after the thirty minutes. Yeah. Um. To be honest, I I, I forgot too. It did. It, I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh. <laughs> um. To be honest. Um. But. I, I didn't like I didn't like how it was portrayed in, in chapter one because it, it's a pivotal scene. But in chapter one, they played it up for laughs. They kind of turned it into a uh, like a comic relief scene. But it's an important scene because it's when the the losers still realize just how strong they are when they're together. That they they don't they're not afraid, and they get into this rock fight with Henry Bowers and his gang, and they yeah. pretty much you know. Um, come out the winners in that little round. Right. But I think it should have been a more serious scene instead of being played up for laughs. It seemed more uh, serious in the miniseries, even though it was like less, mm-hmm. I don't know, had less fanfare, you know, it didn't have like the rock music playing or whatever, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it seemed like, yeah, exactly. It would think it was more, more of a serious scene in the miniseries. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't like, that was one thing I didn't like about chapter one. I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, um, yeah. Um, do you remember when there, um, I couldn't really see when I was watching the movie. I, I don't know if there was a lighting or what, but, um, when Henry Bowers kind of comes into the house and finds, um, you know, the, the group, uh, the losers club, there's like a struggle scene between Mike and, and Henry Bowers, um, I like. I don't see like if Henry like does Henry knife Mike. Do you remember? And because all I remember is it was is that Mike eventually charges into Henry and knocks him down to the bottom of the well. But I didn't know if that Mike got hurt by Henry, like knifed or anything. Do you remember that part? That did he get stabbed? Yeah, yeah I get stabbed. Think he got stabbed, but Henry. Henry Bowers, the boy, he, um, because um, Mike um, um, worked on his dad's farm. Uh-huh. His grandfather's, I don't know if it was a farm or if it was just like a slaughterhouse, but yeah. they would slaughter sheep, you know? Right. And so he, he had this, this nail gun that they would use to sort of quickly kill the sheep so they don't feel, I guess, they don't feel any pain. Oh, okay. So he so he had that nail gun, and then Henry Bowers got a hold of the nail gun, and he almost he he fired it, and it almost hit uh, Mike. It almost hit um, Mike. Oh, okay, but that would happen. Okay, he, he like dodged it just in sort of like just in the nick of time. Oh wow! Then I think he was able to kick. Yeah, he was he was able to kick Henry off, and then Henry falls into the well. Okay. But Mike didn't get hurt. I don't, I don't remember him getting stabbed or anything like that. I think he almost got stabbed. He almost, you know, got either seriously hurt or could have been killed with that nail gun. But okay, yeah, uh, he was able to. He was able to hit Henry in the arm and push it away, like just in the nick of time. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I, I don't know why, for some reason, uh, I thought that was a real gun and not a nail gun. So thanks for clarifying that for me. <laughs> Uh, so. yeah, it's the same nail gun that um, he used for the sheep. For some reason, I thought it was an actual. Then, I don't know why I thought it was an actual bullet, you know. But uh, no, it was, it was like a nail gun. <laughs> it's like, man, Mike. Mike brought a real weapon, you know, a real gun. <laughs> so um, it's also the same gun that like Georgie or not Georgie, but Bill. Oh. In the very last scene, when they're all fighting Pennywise, and Pennywise takes the form of Georgie, and then uh-huh. Bill doesn't. Bill realizes that it's obviously not Georgie. Yeah. 
it's actually an interesting scene because um, if you notice, yeah. and it says a lot about Pennywise, is that right? Let's talk about that. He fires. Uh, yeah. He, well, and, and when they're down in the sewer and they're going to confront Pennywise, Pennywise first takes the form of Bill's brother Georgie, and he's missing his arm. So in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. Pennywise, you know, got Georgie and fit his arm, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, and then Bill has that nail gun. Yeah. And he says, you're not, you're not Georgian. And it's a harsh thing, you know, because you don't, yeah, well, you, you know. You want to believe. You want to believe it's Georgie. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but uh, the audience obviously is not Georgie because Georgie wouldn't be down there for that long. Right. You know, and he'd still be alive. So, um, but, but to Bill, it's, it's Georgie, so he, He's like, do not Georgie, and he fires the nail gun into Georgie's head, and then Georgie collapses, and then he turns back into Pennywise. Ah, uh, yes. And then Pennywise back up, and Bill's going to shoot, everyone's telling him to shoot, you know, shoot him again, shoot him again. Right. And then Mike says, it's empty, and it's empty. Right. But Bill, fi- but either Bill doesn't catch it, or he either doesn't hear Mike, or he ignores Mike, and he shoots Pennywise mm-hmm. with an empty nail gun. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, it still hurts Pennywise. So he still gets this wound in his head mm. because Mike or Bill thinks must think that it's still loaded. I think that plays oh. a part. That kind of the precursor to what's going to happen and how Pennywise functions and, and says a lot about just how what the kids are thinking affects Pennywise because he he still manages to hurt Pennywise even though. The nail gun is empty. Wow. So if you watch that scene, it, 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 even though it's empty, it still causes a wound in, in Pennywise's head where it's pointed at. Wow. Pennywise acts to it and does his crazy Pennywise thing. And then, right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thoughts and the expectations, you know, from the kids sort of kind of like dictates or affects Pennywise in a negative way, depending on what the situation is. Yeah. No, that's so it's cool. Not, it's something I didn't realize until I watched part two. Then it kind of made sense. Yeah. You know, because you just said the gun is empty and he fired it, but yet Pennywise still got hurt, you know, so. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's cool, yeah, because I... I I'm gonna have to rewatch that that scene again. Um, sorry, my my cat stole stole something. Never mind. It's all good. Uh, yeah, cat cat tried to make away with the the uh, the mask. You know, uh, COVID mask. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know you had a cat. Yeah, um, we got him a. I guess about a month and a half ago. So, oh, wow. but, yeah, yeah. Pennywise, is that his name? Yeah, that's what I should have named him. Good Pennywise. Oh, no, he's looking at me. Uh, no, his name's Sawyer. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, uh, another question I want to ask for you is that when they see, um, so, um, it, it's, it, feeds on like the fear of like the children and when he captures Beverly Beverly says that she's not afraid of him and then he says well you will be and then he he opens up his big mouth and these you know there's these there's this light and then um yeah and then she gets kind of put into this I don't know comatose state or unconscious state and kind of floats up uh into the air and then when the kids, other kids find her, um, you know, they're trying to wake her up. And then Ben just grabs her and doesn't know what to do and gives her a kiss. And somehow that revives her. Now, is that similar to what happened in the book? Or is that just kind of Muschietti's interpretation, Muschietti, the director? Um, I, didn't, well, I didn't get that far in the book. Okay. <laughs> I've only gotten through half the book. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember but, that but, in the miniseries. Um, I don't think Bev was taken yeah. in that way in the miniseries. 
Well, there, well, there wasn't any floating in the miniseries either. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Pennywise would always talk about floating, and then, right, <laughs> he'd always bring it up, like, okay. <laughs> the balloon would like, float, that's sort of it. <laughs> right. But in, at least in chapter one, you know, at least we get a sense of floating, you know. Yeah. Because they can actually float. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess they really do float. Yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah. Well, he, I think that's why he, he well, I think he takes her to, to lure the kids into the sewer. Because uh, obviously he wants them, even though, you know, he yeah. wouldn't just leave her there. You know, he would have just taken, you know, because he actually went into her house. Yeah. And, and that's how he got her and took her into the sewer. Right. And um, then he left a message on the wall saying, like, I, I forgot what the message said, like, you know, if you follow her, I'll kill you or something. I'm sorry, what? Or you die. Oh, yeah. He wanted the kids to, to, he obviously wanted the kids to come into the sewer. Right. So, so that's when he, like, she, like, she wakes up and he, there's like he's got like this uh, like this caravan or not a caravan but like a wagon. It looks like a like a circus wagon from like years like the you know 1800s or 1900s you know and mm-hmm. um then like yeah then he does like this weird dance. Oh yeah, with his Pennywise dancing <laughs> clown. So he just like lifts like one feet over one foot and then the other foot and just keeps on going back and forth and. Yeah, I think that was something I mentioned in, in our cutoff version, uh, original version of the, you know, the podcast was that I had a coworker that used to do the Pennywise dance just like it did in, you know, chapter one. And I was like, man, you got that down. <laughs> it, it was funny. One thing about that scene that I never, I've never heard anybody really talk about is that if you watch that scene where he's doing this dance, it's kind of it's shot in a really, because whenever Pennywise is on screen, or lots of times when he's on screen, there's always something off about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Even in chapter two, it, it, there's always something that's just kind of off mm-hmm. about him and about his surroundings. And you can pull a lot of examples of different scenes, but in that particular scene, like his face, if you notice his face is perfectly still in mm-hmm. the same spot, but everything around him is moving. It's like his wow. body's moving and the, the background is moving. Mm. Everything's moving. As he does this weird dance, but his face is Stay like stationary. Still. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, and it's really, it's really strange. Yeah. But it's a neat, neat thing to point out. It's one of those things like when you see it the first time, huh? Yeah, it's a neat thing to point out. I'm just, I'm disagreeing with you. That's all. Yeah. So yeah, and, and there's other examples too. But I can, I can think of some in chapter two. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that scene, like when I first saw it, it just it looked. It wasn't like the dance was weird. It was so like random, but uh-huh. but um, but just like the way it was shot, that's like the entire scene. It felt off, and so when I got on, when I saw it in the theaters, when I you know watched it again on DVD, I was able to really like look at it and figure out like why it was so off. Yeah. Another time that happens too, where something seems off is when. Um, uh, there's two scenes. One is is like when he's he's talking to Georgie in the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. He has like one eye on Georgie and then the other eye on the audience, and like it never moves. His eye is always like facing the audience, and then one eye is facing Georgie. Oh wow! And then and then the other scene I'm thinking of is when after he appears as a leper with all these infections all over his body. Yeah. To um, Eddie, when he's chasing Eddie through the the yard, through you know by the creepy house on Meebolt Street. Yeah. He, um, Eddie runs to the fence where he's going to crawl through, and he turns around, and Pennywise is, is standing there, and he's he's holding a bunch of red balloons. Right. And he starts talking to Eddie like, you know, if you lived here, you'd be home by now, and come, you know, we all float, blah blah blah. Right. And then. And then he starts. He starts laughing. Pennywise starts laughing, you know, creepily. And then, like, 
like the background kind of moves in this weird way and his face starts kind of coming forward. And if you watch that scene again, it's really strange. Yeah. Like his face is starting, it looks like it's starting to bulge a little bit. You have to watch it because it's, it's. Yeah. You, you can kind oh. of notice it's a little off, but, you know, if, if you watch it on DVD, you kind of like really study it. It looks like. I'm gonna have to rewatch you know, that. I think Pennywise. I don't know. I don't know why. If, if they do that just to make Pennywise more scary, or if it's supposed to mean something like, yeah, he's not of this world. That's why, you know, he doesn't quite fit. Whenever he's on screen, yeah, right. So, and when we talk about Chapter Two, I can point out some other examples. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. <laughs> um, so. It's. Let's see. We've got about three minutes left before we need to do a sign-off and goodbyes and stuff. Um, okay. I wanted to... Okay. Who uh, Who is your favorite character of, of the Losers Club in part one? If you had a favorite character. My favorite, I'd have to say... Uh, I have to say my favorite is Richie. Okay. Um, and why? Because the actor, um, Finn Wolfhard is the actor. Mm -hmm. I thought he was just really good and really natural and he was funny. Like, his timing was good and his mm -hmm. jokes were really funny. Yeah. And I, I thought, he, yeah, I, I'd say he was definitely my favorite character. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, um... I, I mean it's it's a it's a toss up for me between uh, Richie and Bill. I think I um, I used to have a stuttering problem when I was up until I was about eleven. Um, so I kind of resonate a little bit with Bill because I know that he stutters a little bit. I mean I I never had a you know oh, okay. I never had a brother that uh, lost his arm you know in his you know life to a deadly clown but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. know, uh, oh, so, not people have, but. yeah. So, but um, you know, I just thought his leadership qualities, and and I and I really liked, like I think I really liked the heart of um, a Ben. I thought Ben had a really you know good heart, you know, and I felt that way, you know, being like the dorky yeah. guy that nobody wanted to sign his yearbook, you know, and. I, like I've been there, you know, and so, um, you know, but, um, Stan, I felt kind of was like a letdown. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they did that on purpose, but, um, I don't know. I remember in the, we only got two minutes left. We could talk more about Stan in the next one. Uh, but, um, uh, -huh. uh, so, uh, I mean, I guess overall, I mean, if I would, if you were to give like it, like, um, grade it on chapter one on like, uh, um, five star rating, what would you give it chapter one? You mean like a five star rating? I'd give I, it, I'd give it, um, hmm. I think I'll be generous. I'd give it four stars. Yeah, I would I would yeah. say four stars. I mean, for a horror, for a horror movie or you know sus thriller suspense, I mean I might give it a four point five, four maybe four point two five. The casting was good. Yeah, no, I thought because I thought the casting was good. I thought uh, Bill Skarsgård was Pennywise was really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Finn Wolfhard playing Richie was was great. You know, I yeah. just thought the pace was really good. Yeah. You know, there's some problems here and there, but nothing. You know, I just thought it was it was very popular. And when I first saw it, you know, uh, it didn't it, it it didn't let me get down. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was definitely what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. So I was I was happy with it. Yeah. All right. My great. First impression. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we've got 30 seconds left. So, uh, Mike, uh, where can people find you in the um, the uh, podcast world? 
or just listeners, where, where, where can they listen to your stuff? I am, I am at anchor.fm, then the number 1,000, Days of Horror. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we uh, we got to go. But okay. thanks so much for joining us, Mike. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. All Take right. care. Yeah. Stay scared. <laughs>